The story of the Bible is that our fellowship with God, which was lost in the beginning, is being restored through the ministry of Christ. And as Christians, we believe that we can get to know the one true and living God through the pages of his word. In today's episode, we are going to be jumping right into Acts chapter 17, because why not? Hi guys, welcome back to the Why Not Podcast with me, Connor JC. Guys, it is June. It does not feel like we've had half of 2021. Wait, is June halfway through? January, February, March, April, May, June. It is. This is halfway through the year, kind of, almost. Why is this 2020.2? Because honestly, I don't really see any difference. Anyway, let's jump right into Acts chapter 17. Now, when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul went in, as was his custom, and on three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead, and saying, This Jesus who I proclaim to you is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a great many of the devout Greeks and not a few of the leading women. But the Jews were jealous, and taking some wicked men of the rabble, they formed a mob, set the city in an uproar, and attacked the house of Jason, seeking to bring them out to the crowd. And when they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brothers before the city authorities, shouting, These men who have turned the world upside down have come here also, and Jason has received them, and they are all acting against the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, Jesus. And the people and the city authorities were disturbed when they heard these things. And when they had taken money as security from Jason and the rest, they let them go. The brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea, and when they arrived, they went into the Jewish synagogue. Now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Many of them therefore believed, with not a few Greek women of high standing as well as men. But when the Jews from Thessalonica learned that the word of God was proclaimed by Paul at Berea also, they came there too, agitating and stirring up the crowds. Then the brothers immediately sent Paul off on his way to the sea, but Silas and Timothy remained there. Those who conducted Paul brought him as far as Athens, and after receiving a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him as soon as possible, they departed. Now while Paul was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him as he saw that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and the devout persons, and in the marketplaces every day with those who happened to be there. Some of the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers also conversed with him. And some said, What does this babbler wish to say? Others said, He seems to be a preacher of foreign divinities, because he was preaching Jesus in the resurrection. And they took him and brought him to the Areopagus, saying, May we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting? For you bring some strange things to our ears. We wish to know, therefore, what these things mean. Now all the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there would spend their time in nothing except telling or hearing something new. So Paul, standing in the midst of the Areopagus, said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you were very religious. For as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. 
The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything, and he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God, and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. Being then God's offspring, we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of man. The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent, because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed." and of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. Now when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, but others said, We will hear you again about this. So Paul went out from their midst. But some men joined him and believed, among whom also were Dionysus the Arapagite, and a woman named Demarius, and others with them. Amen. So here we have my man Paul. He is really going for these people. He's going for the Thessalonicans. He's going for the Bereans. He's going for the Athenians. He's going everywhere. And he is trying to reason with people and proclaiming the gospel. And it's really interesting to see the different responses. We have responses of the Jews saying, yeah, but no. Then we have the Berean Jews who are kind of so invested. They're, they're searching the scriptures. They're trying to figure out the truth. And then we have the Athenians, and they are worshipping. I find it so ironic. Paul says, you're worshipping the unknown God. And he's like, let me tell you about this God. Let me tell you about Jesus. And yeah, that's awesome. We do not worship a God who's unknown. But we worship a God who's come into the world approachably, visibly, tangibly. Uh, those were three points from one of my friend's sermons, like, at the start of this year. And those three points have always stuck in my brain. God has come into this world approachably, visibly, and tangibly. And it's so true. So true. And what great news that is for us. But anyway, those were my uh, quick thoughts on Acts chapter 17. Uh, this week, I'm quite busy. I'm preaching this weekend, so I'm going to be even shorter than usual in these episodes. So <laughs> anyway, I hope you're well. If you have any questions or comments, then feel free to email me at whynotpodcast.gmail.com. But until tomorrow, where we jump into Acts chapter 18, goodbye, God bless, and I'll see you in the next one. <laughs>